This episode is brought to you by Premier Ridge Capital. Your path to financial freedom and stability through multifamily syndications begins with Premier Ridge Capital. Visit our website at www.premierridgecapital.com and sign up for our newsletter and get your free ebook today. Learn the secrets of multifamily investing and how Premier Ridge Capital can be your partner in achieving financial peace of mind. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast. And I have a special guest here today. His name is Jerry Green, a seasoned investor. I've actually studied with him, studied under him, and he's got a tremendous business. He first started in real estate investing in 1993 by wholesaling and retailing property. Since that time, Jerry has built a business to where he now owns and is a partner of in 66 rentals and have completed over 500 real estate investment deals. Guys, this is a guy full of knowledge, full of, I mean, I wish you guys can just like come over the mic and ask him your questions, but I'm going to do the best I can to get the information out of him. So uh, he'll share it with you. He is currently leading the team, uh, a team at a real estate solutions unlimited Inc by actively overseeing the company's planning and growth functions and paying close attention to the detail for investor services. My brother, thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the time, showing up. Please tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit more about yourself, my friend. Well, thank you. For, uh, thank you, Martin. Thank you for having me on. And uh, I need to uh, I need to make sure Amber has your uh, my updated bio on that. That's that's what, uh, uh, one of my older ones. And we're actually over 2,500 deals now. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, Sorry yeah. about that. That was my team that put this together. So no problem, you, need to, you need to update it. You need to yeah. update it. You need to have her updated. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, well, man, I'm, I'm super excited uh, to be here, my friend. Um, I, um, Martin, I, I think a lot of you. And like I say, we're um, working with you and stuff and just uh, – already excited and watching you grow and the growth that you're going to be continuing on here in 2023. So mm-hmm. really, really proud of you on that side of me. Thank you know, I so, really appreciate that. Thank you. Very yeah. Much. So, you know, guys, uh, this quick uh, rundown. Um, so as Martin, uh, Martin mentioned, I got started in the business back in the nineties, early nineties. Uh, so you guys understand it's, well, it's going on, I guess, 29 years now. It's, it's hard to believe that's been that long. But when I started back then, uh, the how kind of give you an idea how I got started. I was actually in the electrical contracting business back in the early 90s with my father. And I, did, I really started doing that in the mid 80s. Because um, prior to that, I was actually in the Air Force and got out and went and uh, started working with my dad. And then we developed uh, our business more on the contracting side and, again, an electrical contracting side. So here we were cooking along in the early 90s on things. And uh, basically, I had a general contractor. We done a lot of work for Martin that, um, uh, you know, uh, and, you know, we put a lot of our eggs in one basket with him. And one day he called me up. I'll never forget. It was on a Sunday evening. And back then we did the cell phones weren't really that big yet. So still had the wall phones. You remember those, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Of course. <laughs> so I remember grabbing the wall phone and answering the phone and the gentleman's name, his name was Jim. He says, Hey, Jared, just want to give you advance notice that we are closing our doors to our business. And my advance notice is basically we're closing tomorrow morning. 
<laughs> so, Yikes. And, and the thing is, Martin, he owed us quite a bit of money. Mm. And uh, we did not get that money. We were in the position where, you know, it was a pretty good hit. So a very, in a very short period of time, my father and I ended up, uh, ended up have to file bankruptcy. So we went bankrupt on things. And I was trying to figure out what to do. Um, and during all that time, I was trying to figure out what to do. You know, I was talking to the family. My family told me, hey, go out and get a job. You know, all this type mm-hmm. of stuff. And I'll never uh, forget, I... Um, I was sitting there one day just watching TV. Man, what am I going to do here? And I saw an advertisement on the local TV station about an upcoming real estate seminar in Cincinnati, (laughs) Ohio. Back then, I lived over in Springfield, Ohio at that time. And uh, so I was sitting there, and and I thought, heck, I'm going to see about checking this out. So I ended up going to that seminar, was there for three days, and learned a lot of cool stuff. You know, I was brand new. And a lot of stuff I had no idea what they were talking about. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. And um, I got, I, I walked out there and I said, wow, this is cool. I think I can do some. And one of the strategies I remember back then was them talking about um, basically uh, assigning contracts. Okay. In fact, when really when I started back then, it was nobody really even talked wholesale. It was just, you do an assignment of contract, mm-hmm. you know? So that's, that was the whole thinking behind it. So I went out and I uh, said, man, I need to do this. And then I ended up, it was funny as I ended up hiring a mentor from that event. And the thing is, I had no idea how I was going to pay him. So I borrowed my mom and dad's credit cards mm. and turned around, paid the gentleman, became a mentor uh, for me. And then I started doing, started working the business and, you know, it took me a little uh, while on things. And, uh, but I started focusing on, quick cash type deals. Cause obviously I had something called monthly bills, which all your viewers <laughs> are familiar with. And I had to take care of those obligations and, and I had a uh, young family and I had to take care of that. So I started hustling on that man. And really, if you look, I, I was just out pounding the streets over there in Springfield. I was just pounding the streets and you got a lot of people don't, you know, today, as we know, Martin, and a lot of our viewers might know too, it, it, it's, Today, compared to what it was back then, it's so easy today to generate leads compared to back then. Mm-hmm. Back then, it was grind mode. I mean, it was there was no list. There, we didn't go on, just pull something up on our phone or on the internet. It wasn't like that. So, I mean, literally, we, there's many times that we would do driving for dollars, and I would do that with, um, you know, I'd go out driving for dollars and bring along one of my buddies or something like that, or my wife, and we'd drive along. We'd write down all the addresses, and then I would have to physically go down to the courthouse, pull up the microfish, mm. and then turn around and pull up all these, you know, the microfish viewer. And then it would take me probably six hours to do 50 addresses. Holy smokes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, six, uh, it'd be pretty well six to seven hours to do that. Okay. And, um, I said, Oh my God, it was nuts. It was nuts, dude. And then I turned around and got, um, you know, I started getting things, uh, going on that and started wholesaling and started growing that. And the next thing I know, I said, Hey, I'm going to do fix and flips. Um, so I had to figure out how to start raising private capital. Never done that before, but I just went out and done it and figured it out. I didn't even know what private capital was, but I figured out after afterwards that I did it. I said, wow, that must be work what they call private capital. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And I started building that. And then it got to the point 
uh, Martin, where we were really growing this. My wife and I was over in Springfield. This was rolling into the early two, uh, right into the year 2000. And uh, so we went from bankruptcy to basically building our dream home. Nice. Okay. And it was, uh, we were building another home. It was, it was so many cool things. And then we found out we were having a baby and we were all super excited. And I, you know, and what I'm going to share next is something that just on a personal side here, this things changed just like that. So we were super excited. And you know my story on this, Martin. Mm-hmm. I just this your viewers here. Um, you know, um, my wife was in a position where she was about, there were six, seventh month rate going in that realm of things start having a lot of complications we ended up going to the hospital multiple times and then finally say hey we got to induce labor early um our son was born a little premature but right after he was born the main thing that i'll never forget is the doctor said i'm not too worried about your son i think he'll be okay with proper care he said but i'm more worried about your wife we need to take her down for a ct scan because she's bleeding somewhere Mm-hmm. And that was immediately after our son was born. And within two hours later, um, I find out that my wife, um, uh, they basically found a massive tumor in her kidneys within two hours of my son being born. And the kidney, they said, was the size of a football. Wow. And we were just like up here and then boom, you know, it's like devastating in a matter of two hours of your son being born. Wow. And just kind of fast forward, guys, on this, uh, we went through a tremendous amount of testing and everything else. She ended up having major surgery done. They had to remove her kidneys completely on this. She ended up having all kinds of complications and ended up being treated over in Children's Hospital in Columbus because it's, it was a childhood cancer, typically uh, by the age of five, and very rare for an adult to have. And it's called Wilms tumor. And we ended up going through all this and she, um, she went through, uh, when she went through all this, it was just, you know, it, it, it got to the point where they weren't sure she was, you know, going to make it out of the hospital, but, uh, we ended up being in the hospital for four months straight. So I ended up moving out of our brand new home and I ended up living in Ronald McDonald house. And that's wow. where I ended up living over in Columbus. So, we finally got home, and when we finally got home, we thought everything was going to be all right. She ended up being bedridden, uh, wasn't able to move. Uh, she had it was completely dependent on dialysis uh, three times a week, radiation treatments, and other. And that and that's all I did. That's all I did, Martin. I was to take care of her, and that's what I should be doing. And but um, and then guys, uh, after that, uh, within a couple months later. We had done another CT scan, and, and I'll never forget the doctors telling me that the cancer reoccurred already, and it was everywhere. And they said, I recommend we call in hospice. And, guys, I uh, lost my uh, first wife 10 months after my little boy was born. And, um, you know, she was obviously life partner, started dating in high school, business partner, everything. And uh, so, you know, and some of you might know my story. I know Martin does some things, but I, I, I share this with you guys today because I think it's easy for, and Martin knows this too, it's easy to go in and say, hey, someone like Jerry, all these things just come together for him. No, that's not true. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm a human being just like anybody else. And we all go through this, Mm -hmm. different things in our lives. Okay. But so what I'm telling you guys is that it took me a couple of years to get functioning again. I did get remarried. 
ended up moving uh, towards Dayton, Ohio, a little small town uh, right outside of Dayton called Germantown. I live there with my wife now and we got our four kids. Um, and, um, you know, and she's you know, a wonderful wife, very supportive on things. But it what I what I'm sharing on this, guys, is I want you to realize that some of you might be in a position where you might say, you know, I don't know if I can do this and all this stuff here and all this crap. And people talk about this top marketplace and all this stuff. That is all excuses, all excuses, because I know for a fact, you know, from going through bankruptcy, going through these things and the death of a spouse and all, all these different things over the years, there's nothing you can't accomplish if you get the knowledge and you take action on it and you hit it hard, man. That's right. So. That's right. So I, I want I want you to touch on on a little bit on, you know, you your wife was you had the baby, she, you know, ten months, couple years that you basically, man, and I and my sympathies go out to you, brother, because I can mm-hmm. imagine, you know, I've been with my wife twenty five years and we've been married twenty, going to be twenty one this coming year. This actually this year we're twenty one years, and losing a life partner like that could be. Whew, it could be difficult. And I want you to share on, you know, how did real estate allow you, because you mm. was in real estate, allow you to be there for your wife, to be there for your baby, to be there, yeah. um, to to take that. I mean, here is a young guy, right? Young guy with a brand new baby. And we as men know that we don't have that maternal instinct, right? We we're fathers, but we don't have what mothers have. I don't care what what the <laughs> what, so what the far That's left so and the woke want to tell us. We're different, right? We're very different, and we don't have what mom, moms have. They have that natural maternal instinct. They know maternally. They just know intuitively what to do. Here you are with this new baby, a young guy, no experience, with, and you're like. You know, you had to do it and and you're in a funk, right? Because you're going through this difficult time. How did real estate allow you to get through that time? And what role did real estate play for you in that time? That's that's actually a really good question on that side of things, Martin. And I've shared this before that, that, um, and here's the way I look at it is uh, I think it this way. Just think of somebody, uh, picture this. I say I've been working a regular job say I was a, a factory worker or something like that. I was working in a factory. Can you imagine what that would do to me financially if I wasn't able to work for almost two years? Well, devastation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what real estate allowed me to do, it allowed me to stay focused with my wife and my baby uh, during those times that were critical, that my focus had to be on them versus other things. And allow me to be able to do that. Now, was it perfect? Absolutely not. But it was in a position where it gave me the ability to be able to do that. And it came through properties that I already had built up, um, properties that, you know, were already kind of active in the process of things. And that's what it allowed me to do. And it, it gave me that ability where I could be there, be there with her for four months living in the Ronald McDonald house. Um, and not many so, people can do that, Jerry. Not many no, people can I'm, take I'm, off I'm, and say, I'm four months going to be taking care of my wife. No, hundred percent. man. Yeah. And I, I thought about that a lot because, you know, I never knew if she was going to live through the night. 
through all the uh, stuff she had happened during the uh, hospital stay. So, um, yeah, it allowed me to be able to do that. And guys, that that's the big thing I think you got to look at as you build this up. And you know, Martin, I'm really big on this is that I think as a lot of us, what we do is we get into this and we get caught up into the grind mode and we get caught up into the grind, 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 grind. And we just become this professional deal chaser. Mm. Well, what I'm talking about is guys, uh, I, I get a lot of people ask me, they say, Hey, Jerry, what would you have done differently when you first started? And I always tell them, I said, I would start looking at this as a true business from day one. That's I would look at. I would look at how can I take this and build this into a real company? It's just like, I, I look at it like this, Martin. It's like, if I'm the cell phone business, you know, I have my cell phone right here. And if you're in this business, you know, cell phones, you know, I, you, all I'm doing is I'm treating this as a product. Okay. I get a product or a service. And what I realize is really through a lot of hard knocks is I pretty well how to draw a line literally down the center of a piece of paper and one day I wrote real estate on one side and I wrote business on the other side. And I what something I realized is that myself, as well as so many other people, investors in this business, what they do is they get caught up in the real estate side and they never focus on building a true business. How do you, because I've been there, Jerry, right? I've been there um, where it's just a deal and the next deal and the next deal. And you're just, like you said, chasing deals. And how, how does one change from a deal chaser to running a business, right? To, to looking at this business from a business standpoint. Well, the number one thing, first of all, it comes down to is awareness. You got you to be aware of that. You got to realize where you're at. And then you have to really do an assessment of, what does your business look like? So what I mean by that, and one of the best ways I have a lot of students do this is through like a uh, assessment of actually their, their functions of the business. If you remember, we kind of done this some too, Martin, mm-hmm. where you take a look at your current accountability chart. And now this might be you in a lot of these boxes. Okay. What we have to do is we get, uh, get the clarity on that of how that functions. Because, see, a lot of times what we do is when we're caught up in it so much, we never we don't have the ability or we don't have that. uh, We don't have that awareness to look at it from a 10,000 foot view and then pull back because pulling back is a really powerful thing. And when we do that, we look at it and we see, oh, wow. So this is going on. This is going on. I have, you know, because a lot of times you think about it, we're just doing it. and We don't think about it because we're just doing it right. Yes. And then but when we pull back, we see we have hmm, we have a marketing department. We have a lead intake department. We have an acquisitions department. We have a transaction coordinating uh, department. We have a dispositions department. We have a maybe a project management department. And we see all these things. At that time, because uh, otherwise what we do is we don't see those. Then when we start seeing them, we think, well, no wonder I'm not achieving what I want to achieve because I'm 10% here, 5% here, 20% here, and you're all across the board. And we, once we realize that, that's the awareness and we get that 
side of things. And that's one of the most powerful things. And it's funny on this, I'll even have solopreneurs do this and they're like, holy cow. And then when they get that visual side of things, they realize, Martin, that if they don't ever change this, that they're going to continue down the same path. Think about it this way. So this is a step outside of the real estate. And let's just do a comparison to another business. Think about a plumber or a heating air conditioning contractor that you know. I guarantee all of us know somebody like that. What they do is they have one, maybe two trucks or vans. And what they do is they are always out in the field doing the work all the time, going from project to project, right? Mm -hmm. That's what they do. And they maybe have been doing it for 25 or 30 years. Well, what they've done is they, they're, in the, they're in the business, in that operational side of component of things, doing the, the technician work all the time. And they never took a moment to step out and say, wow, this really is not a true company. Because the thing is, a true company should function with or without you. Mm. Okay. And, but it doesn't happen overnight, Martin. And the the first thing it starts with is awareness. So I don't care where you're at. Anybody on here today listening to this, I don't care where you're at. First thing is awareness. Then once we do that, then we start laying that out, understanding all the moving parts. And then we can start putting the game plan together based upon proven operational processes and systems and start building this thing to a real business, to a real company. Let's take a quick break. Before we dive back into our conversation, let me share something truly transformative with you. Picture this. I've personally created wealth through real estate investing, and now I want to show you exactly how I did it. Introducing the 60-Day Deal Finder the game-changing online course designed to revolutionize your approach to real estate investing. In this dynamic program, you'll learn battle-tested strategies to uncover high-yielding opportunities, insider tips on negotiating and confidently closing deals, a step-by-step roadmap to help you build your real estate empire in just 60 days. And here's the kicker. I'll be revealing the exact methods that helped me create wealth through real estate. But that's not all. Enroll today and get an exclusive deal just for our podcast listeners. Use the coupon code WEALTHYAF at checkout and get 20% off your purchase. Stop dreaming and start doing. Your journey to financial freedom begins with the 60-Day Deal Finder course. Head over to martinreimastery.com. That's martinreimastery.com. And let's build wealth together. That's really, really good point, uh, you know, that you bring up, Jerry. I want to switch over gears to what you're doing now. So you started wholesaling, so a signing contract in the 90s is what they were called. We or we, we now call it <laughs> wholesaling, right? And, yeah. and assignment of contract. Um and you've built this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna probably say you're probably one of the bigger, one of the biggest wholesalers in the country. Probably one of, one of them, at least, if not the mm-hmm. one of the biggest wholesaling operations in the country. I mean, 2,500 deals. 
in your career. That's a lot of deals, my friend. You've seen it. I'm going to say you've probably seen it all. <laughs> oh, I, I, I have. I, I've definitely seen it all. I mean, it's it's pretty insane. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so 2,500 deals. You recently bought REI Academy, right? Which yes. Yes. We actually you're, recently you're, bought that. Yeah, REI Sales Academy. Sales Academy, uh, yeah. Yep. That was originally created by John Martinez. Mm-hmm. And we uh, we bought the company this year. Um, we just it's a passion I've always had about helping people uh, master the skill of uh, really uh, acquisitions when it comes to real estate. Because my my thinking is nothing happens without acquisitions. That's right. <laughs> so so tell us why did you buy that company and um, what impact do you want to have with that company? Yeah, great great by question. That, well, by, by company. Yeah. So the reason I bought it was, well, one, I had an opportunity that John came to me on last year um, on that. And I knew it was a, it was a fit, really good fit into our model because I was already already training people on acquisitions. So I knew it was a perfect fit into our model. And I knew, too, that I mean, this is an area I've had so much passion towards, too, Mark, because for many, many years, I'd done all the acquisitions myself and I went out on the field to thousands of appointments. And, and I, what I realized was there was actually a real science behind this, that, that the method of just going out and throwing spaghetti on the wall and having some stick would get you some deals, but with a real sales process, you don't get some deals you start closing all closable deals. That's a really good point. Okay. And what happens on that is then you create predictable results. Mm. So now we can dial in what comes to science, where if I do these certain steps based upon this many conversations, I should convert into a deal. And then guess what? Now you can empower other people to do that for you. So tell us one or two, three steps. Maybe you could share with someone that might be listening. Like, hey, what would what does that look like? So rapport. Just give us if you could go through that. Someone, yeah, absolutely. You know, well, here's here's what we look at, and I'll just kind of give you the four. Our our sales process is based upon four main components. In the four main components that we look at is number one, going out of the gate, is what we call setting the stage. And setting the stage is about setting up open and honest communication between you and your seller. Okay? That's the first thing we look at out of the gate. Number two, we go into really getting into the rapport building. It's rapport building, but also it is, uh, there's other two other components with that on number two. And that is understanding the core motivation. And this is one of the most critical areas for investors. And this is the one area they miss the most. Deep into the motivation. And then once you understand that, creating urgency for them to act. Mm. Okay. And then the third component to this is what we call eliminating deal killers hidden objections, the smoke screens that sellers give you. Now, once we have those things in place, 
Then the fourth step is the actual close. And what I mean by that is basically bringing everything we talked about to the end of the assembly line. Because if you do, here's here's the cool thing about it, uh, Martin, on this. If you do the other things up above the closing portion of things, Mm -hmm. the closing becomes a natural process that just flows. Because a lot of people say, how do you go close? Well, how would your lines on closing? Well, here's typically my lines on closing. Martin, what would you like to do today? That's it. Open up the stage. Yeah, because you know why? Why can I why can I take it down and have a closing that is literally one line like that? It's because all the work I've done prior to that. That's right. That makes a lot of sense. You've built, you've got the foundation set. Yep. Um, and then, so we, you know, so what we've done in the uh, sales academy is we help investors, rather new investors or seasoned investors, new investors. Uh, they say, well, should I do this? Well, I'll say, well, do you want to close more of your deals? They go, yeah. And I say, are you spending a lot of money on marketing? Yep. Okay. Why wouldn't you take time to invest into a sales process that's proven? And then the people that are uh, more seasoned, they have a small team or they want to build a team. I say, well, why would you want to try to train them yourself when you can have a approvable, predictable system that can just train them for you? That that makes so much sense. That just that to me is just music to my ears, Jerry. What you just said, <laughs> what you just said is just music to my ears, brother. Twenty five hundred deals, Jerry, in um in your career. What has been the biggest lesson you've learned? As a real estate investor, after doing twenty five hundred deals, being one of the one of the bigger, I'm willing to even bet maybe one of the bigger operations in terms of wholesaling in the country, what would you say are, are is your biggest your biggest thing that you, you've taken away that you can share with your younger self? Biggest lesson you've learned in all of those deals? Oh wow! <laughs> you know, I think. One of the biggest lessons that I've learned over the years is, uh, well, the first one, yeah, like I mentioned, was uh, to treat this truly as a business and mm-hmm. no, and and not not treat it as something that it's it's not like a a side gig or something like that. So treat it as a business right away, and you'll build it that way. And then guess what? If you treat it as a business, it'll treat you as a business owner. Mm. Okay. And then I think, uh, you know, kind of a two parts to that. I would say another thing on that side of things is move with speed. Mm. Okay. Because uh, I've learned uh, that there's a speed to business and, and that speed to business should be uh, really, uh, it should be fast as slow as you go. Fast is as slow as you go. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to let my brain process that, Decom- yeah. deconstruct that for me. So you should, uh, fast should be your motto. And that's as, as slow as you'll ever go in your business is uh, full speed. You should be full speed. Okay. Because what happens on this, and you know this, Martin, too, you've been in the game long enough, too, man. If, first of all, a day in real estate can turn into a week. A week can turn into a month. 
And you know how that is when we're dealing with properties or you're rehabbing properties or if they're on the market or whatever it is, right? All these things. What we have to do is how fast can we move here on things? That's the key on this. I got it. And the quicker we can get to that point, then the better. Because you think about this, all right? If I'm in the business of, let's say, I got this little timer here on things. If I'm in the business of manufacturing these timers, typically, as soon as I put the product out there or uh, to a, a vendor or something like that, then that's my point of sale, right? Our point of sale is a delayed point of sale because we put it under contract and then our point of sale is sometime in the future, mm. right? So what we have to learn is how we can sh- shorten that, that timeline. Here's a, here's, here's a quick tip for, this is a good way to look at things. And this is for you and uh, all your viewers. There's only really three things that are going to move the needle on your revenue and your business. Number one, margins per transaction. So how can we increase the margins on those transactions? Okay. So the second thing we're going to look at is frequency, which is the speed. Can we take a transaction that might take 60 days and can we get it down to 45 days? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then number three is the volume of transactions that we can do. So, and if you think about it, 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 and I don't care where you're at, if you're just a solopreneur or if you're building a team, the more you can spend time thinking about ways to move the needle on those three components, that will change your business completely. I want to I want to switch over as we're coming to the uh, closer to the end here, Jerry. Um, when you think of this current economy, here we are in 2023 now, and we're obviously seeing a slowdown in 2022. Many markets, I mean, you look at a market like Austin, Texas, they're they're literally crashing. They're like 19% down uh, for the year 2022. What do you, first of all, I'm just curious to know, what do you project for being, you've seen so many cycles. Oh, what yeah. do you project in this upcoming um, correction and how do you make money in these times? What advice would you tell people that are now fearful you and I had this conversation when I was at your place uh, not too long ago where I asked you about, um, you know, the buyers or the, or the investor buyers. And you said, yeah, they're out already. All of the pretenders are out. You've already told me all of all of them. They've already they've already gone. So I, I like to get your perspective on that. How do you make money in that? And what do you what do you see and what do you project? And having been through some of these um the, the the loan the commercial loans crisis in the early '90s. So you came in right around that time. Yeah, yeah, I've been through <laughs> a lot of those years. Right, right around that time. So, so what do you? What advice would you give? And what do you see? What do you think? I'm I'm curious. To well, I, your, your I, I think number one is don't panic. Okay, uh, because we're not. I mean, compared to like 2008 and that time frame after that, we're, and this is not in. We're not in the same realm of that. I mean, that was a complete financial crisis meltdown on things. And uh, if you look at that, that was really from the inside out. So what you're looking at was a financial crisis. It was a financial collapse inside that went out on things. Now we're from, if you look at it, it's from the outside working in. And 
you know, so if you think about it, you know, it was kind of like, you know, the whole deal with COVID and all that side of things. And then we have this heightened market and then uh, the government pumping out a ton of cash and, and things like that into the marketplace. And all we're seeing now, Martin, if you really look at this, is we're seeing an adjustment back to a normal market. Yes. Okay. Because what we've been playing before over the last several years, we kind of been playing this game of a market that's not really real. And what happened was so many investors out there, we've done the Hail Marys, right? So we grabbed the ball. Oh, boom, man, I look good. I've done that, right? And it's like, you know, we're not in that game anymore. Now what we have to look at is we have to look at skills. Okay, so my first thing I'm going to say on this to do uh, the really thrive during this time is focus on your skills. Focus on your skills. The better you can get at your skills, the better you can understand how to operate a true business. The better you get at your sales skills. All these things. That's what's going to master you, uh, put you up above the rest of the pack. And these other ones, they won't do that because they're just a flash in the pans, right? And that's what happens on that. So number one, your skills. Number two, I look at on things is realize that uh, some of you that are in the wholesale business side of things, you know, the big thing you got to look at, you just adjust. So it's like um, your inspection times on your contracts instead of 10 days, take it out 30 days. Okay. It's going to take a little longer time to maybe move some things. Um, Also realize and set things up with your sellers properly in the beginning there's, uh, it's like the best I can do right now for your property is what I'm giving you today. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the truth. Just tell them the truth because you don't know where it'll be, you know, in 60 days on things because no one else had that crystal ball. So I think being very honest, open on that, adjusting your uh, time on your contract. So it's just adjusting on that. And another thing too is, your cash buyers, you've got to build the relationship with them on a higher level than you ever have. Okay. And what that means is the people that, uh, the people that you'll see struggle are the ones that have always just taken deals and blasted them out and they never worked on the relationship side with the buyers. So what I'm talking about is, Hey, getting a hold of your buyer, talking to them, maybe taking them to lunch, build the relationship with them, understand what they want, be nurturing with them because that's your client. And guess what? You do those things and also you adjust your numbers too on the intake of the deal. So you're looking at a deal, maybe it's, it's been selling selling six months ago for let's say 150 and you go in and and take a look at your comps. Don't try to... F- don't take one of these outlier comps and say, hey, this is going to work because I know we can push this. No, you're not pushing that anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it. So what you're doing is now you're going to go in and look at those comps. You'll say, okay, here's the, the averages right now. I'm seeing it's about one, you know, maybe 140 on that realm. And then what we'll do is typically take about another 10% off of that. Mm. Okay. So when you're making so, your offer, you take another additional 10% off that ARV. Yep. Yep. And 70% rule based on that. Yeah, and then whatever yeah, whatever rule you got on it, and just use that. And you know what? If you do those type of things, Mark, you'll be fine because there's people that want to buy deals still. It's just that we got to realize that we have to adjust because buyers still want deals. There's a ton of buyers that want deals. The only thing is we just have to make sure we're nurturing the buyers 
We have to build the relationships and we just get, get better at putting the deals together. That's really sound advice, my friend. Thank you so much. Let's uh, let's give Jerry a round of applause for coming on here and sharing all his wisdom and knowledge. Jerry, um, we're going to go into this unti- the untitled session of the podcast where we ask you a series of questions. You don't have to think. You don't have to explain why your answer. You just shoot it from the hip, whatever comes first, okay? We want to have some fun in this podcast. And here you go. You ready? I'm ready, man. All right, let's do it. Family is most important. I love them. <laughs> real estate. Real estate is real estate is a business. I always wanted to travel too. Mm, I guess I need to move quick on this, don't I? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Whatever comes to uh, mind, I, Jerry. Whatever comes to mind. Australia. Mondays are. Fun. Inflation is? A mind game. When people come to Ohio, love that one. When people come to Ohio, I highly recommend them trying? Skyline Chili. <laughs> In skateboarding, I idolize. You're a skateboarder. We didn't talk about that to, you, to, 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 to the podcast, to the listeners. Tony Hawk. <laughs> family or money? Oh, family, man. Skateboarding or snowboarding? skateboarding because i've never tried snowboarding (laughs) (laughs) passion or stability oh wow i you know what i i'm um i'm a big passion person but stability is what is the long play words or action oh by far action dude no company or bad company you're talking about with people right i suppose whatever that means to you no company or bad company uh, I, I'd rather have no company than bad company. Success or happiness? Happiness, bro. Awesome. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you for being such a great sport and uh, playing all out with us. Yeah, I have, good, man. So if the if the listeners wanted to get a hold of you, maybe they wanted to attend one of your workshops, which I attended, highly recommend, which, uh, where Jerry teaches this uh uh, how to how to take your business and and turn it into a business real estate and turn it into a business. People wanted to go into that, or they wanted to sign up for your real estate academy. You gave some really good go- nuggets here uh, on that. Um, by the way, that's one of the biggest uh, academies in the country, right? REI Academy yes, in, real estate, yes. in terms of real estate sales academy. Number number one real estate sales training process in the country yeah so that's that's a big deal and we have the owner here here on the podcast so if people wanted to get a hold of you jerry i know that you have an event coming up in march with the rei academy why don't you share about that how can people find you how can people get a hold of you how can people sign up for your courses if they wanted to sign up how do they get you brother well first of all just uh connecting with me the best way to connect with me it would be simply just go one you can uh, pull me up there on facebook and sits under jerry green um, there in, um, in Germantown, Ohio, you'll, you'll, if you look at that at a real estate, I'll pop up, just, uh, follow me there. Also, you can go over, highly recommend is going over to uh, Instagram too. Um, my handle is the Jerry green. Okay. Pretty simple on that side. And then for connecting with me too, guys about my, uh, events and training, my, um, I, I'll give you two different websites. My first one is, uh, uh, real simple, the jerrygreen.com. So it's thejerrygreen.com. You can go right to there. 
uh, in there, uh, you'll see about my uh, two-day training that Martin came to right in my office. This is where we go through everything from how to how we do our business on a day-to-day basis. It's a small event, as Martin can tell you. We're typically about 15 people. Mm-hmm. We come in, we just go through our complete business with our team, and then we lay out the game plan for you to walk out with on day two. And we do that. You'll see that in there. Uh, I actually have one coming up. I'm not sure when this come out, but I got one coming up at the end of January um, uh, that you'll see in there. And then we'll have additional ones uh, coming up uh, next year. And also some of you that uh, really want the help to just get become, uh, you know, understand that you want to become really good at mastering your ability to buy deals, Mm -hmm. that you don't want to waste your marketing money and things like that. You want to get good at converting your deals. Then you want to definitely check us out. And go over to uh, the, the quickest way to go to is, is kind of under MidwestRevenue.com. MidwestRevenue.com. That's for my sales academy. Okay. You go right in there, guys, and you can book an appointment with uh, one of my team members, 15-minute call, and we'll, uh, we'll help you out. And if you're a good fit on that side of things, you really want to, you know, turn up uh, the, the crank up the volume this year and, and just make some money and start not just throwing offers out, but actually creating deals uh, will help you do that. So Outstanding. Thank you, brother. It was an honor and pleasure having you here today, Jerry. Thank you, my friend. Uh, You're welcome, my friend. Guys, you guys know how to get a hold of him. Thank you all for listening and watching Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast. And as usual, you guys know where to find us. Instagram, Martin Perdomo, the lead strategist. Make sure you Smash the like button if you're watching this on YouTube and make sure to leave us a comment below. Let us know what you think. Let us know what Jerry thinks. We'll make sure we tag Jerry on this so that Jerry can answer some of his, your questions. So thank you guys for listening, Jerry. Thank you so much for being here, my brother. All right, man. Thank you, buddy. And that wraps up another episode of Wealthy AF brought to you by Premier Ridge Capital, where multifamily real estate syndications meet premier success. Your future starts here. Visit us at premierrichcapital.com for more details.